0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يحده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ونولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم إلا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل من لساني قولي اللهم respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home in the last session of tarse hadith we discussed uh, the mihrabs of masjid nabawi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mihrab nabi the famous mihrab of hazrat nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and presently on the Qibla wall mihrab of uthman The Mihrab of Khadrat-e-Uthman Brothers will remember that In the time of Nabi-e-Kareem There was no Mihrab It was Sayyidina Umar bin Abdulaziz Allah give him the khair In approximately the year 91 Hijri When he had the responsibility of extending Masjid an sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he also designed the mihrab, the area where Huzur alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa stood and performed salah and built a mihrab in the front part of it a niche and also the mihrab of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala another mihrab in Masjid an sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is known as Mahrabe tahajjud e tahajjud uh, is located towards Babi Uthman. Babi Uthman is now known as Babi Jibreel. As you enter from Babi Jibreel, approximately on the left hand side, we have uh, a platform that's slightly uplifted from the ground, a flight of one step, which is covered uh, encircled like a balcony. And in the front part of it, in the front section, are shelves of the Qur'an. So the Saudi government has covered the entire front part uh, the, the area, the walls which cover the inside section of Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I think there is a possibility that if you look on the top part there is a possibility that you might see the shape of the mihrab and that mihrab is known as mihrab e tahajjud you can't see it because the Qur'an is there, that entire section is covered and it is very, very difficult also to get a space in Mehrab-e-Tahajjud There are always people, MashaAllah, performing the Sunan and in there A lot of people are there reciting uh, the Quran And they have this habit that they also reserve the places there So they have a shawl and they put it there and the places reserved The reason why that area is known as Mehrab-e-Tahajjud It is absolutely on the back part of the chamber of hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala and and in the night, Huzur alayhi salatu was would perform Salat al-Tahajjud in that area. There is a hadith, uh, in the month of Ramadan, Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam came out of his hujra and he stood there with the is and performed his salat. Some of the companions noticed that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is there, and it was the month of Ramadan, Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam was performing his nawafil prayer, or Salatul Taraweeh, what is known as what we practice today. This was a consensus and Ijma'ah in the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala, and with all the companions that were there, they all agreed that in the month of Ramadan we have to read 20 rakats, which is known as Salatul Taraweeh. Salatul Taraweeh. And ijma is also part of the Sharia. Quran, Sunnah, Ijma'ah, and Qiyas. Again, this is another subject which is known as the Usul, Usulul Shaykh. Absalullahu alayhi wasallam performed his tahajjud there. One by one the companions came and joined Huzur alayhi salatu in his Nawafir. Absalullahu wasallam noticed that uh, there are a group of companions following him. Absalullahu wasallam shortened his salat and quickly went inside the hujah. In Fajr salah, the companions that were around Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, they said to him O Prophet of Allah We came with the intention that We will have received barakah from you And join you in your salah Ab alayhi wasalam said to them I don't want This namaz of tahajjud or qiyamul layl, or salatul taraweeh However you translate it I don't want this salah to be Fars upon my ummat mm-hmm. so This will okay. be uh, very very difficult for the Ummat of Nabi, Kareem as it is Fajr Salat is quite difficult what about in the case of Salatul Tahajjud Tahajjud would be very very difficult and that is why Huzur never performed did did not like to perform the night prayer in a congregational manner one mas'ala that is taken out from this hadith is what we, the Hanafi ulama say, the ulama'i they say that it is not jais to perform in a congregational way Salatul Tahajjud. Tahajjud ki namaz, jamaat ki shakal mein jais? Nahi. There is no jamaat for nawafil. Only what is sabit of huzur alayhi salatu wa salam, like Salatul janaza. Again, Salatul janaza is not a salat, it is a dua. Salatul janazah is a dua, namaz is zaat ruku'in wa sujoodin which has got ruku' and which has got sujood. Only that which is sabid from Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that is what we can perform. So there is no jama'at for nawafil and no jama'at for tahajjud. In the case of uh, the zaireen, those who go to Masjid Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wasallam who make ziyarat of haraman and sharifain, uh, and do Umrah there in the month of Ramadan because they follow another fiqh and for them it is ja'iz. So they perform Qiyamul Layl and they recite again, especially in the last 10 days. They make the khatam of the entire Quran in the month of Ramadan. And in their fiqh, that is ja'iz. In their fiqh, that is ja'iz. So this mihrab is known as mihrab tahajjud, mehrabe tahajjud, not to forget that, again another mehrab which is if you stand where the mehrab of huzul Ali salatu is towards the right hand side of the Mihrab is another mehrab which is known as mehrabe hanafi mehrabe hanafi, a lot of people feel that oh the fiqh of imam abu hanifa rahmatullah alayhi, is very very weak and Astaghfirullah, some people even go as far as saying that Imam Abu Harifa alayhi, had no knowledge of hadith Astaghfirullah and some even go as far as saying that he had no knowledge of the Arabic language until today this mihrab is there which is known as mahrabi Hanafi the ulama say that initially when it became incumbent upon the Ummah to make the creed of one Imam in Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alaihi was there and the influence that Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alaihi had on the Madani people majority of the followers were Maliki and the official appointed Imam in Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the one who followed the fiqh of Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alaihi later on another Imam was appointed especially due to the fact that uh, the Egyptian king had influence there in the masjid at that time and he appointed an Imam who was a Shafi'i SubhanAllah, and there was no fight between the Shafi'i and the Malikis SubhanAllah, the only difference was that the Shafi'i people pray the Salatul Fajr very early in the dark so the Imam would come and perform the first jamaat of fajr that would take place was with uh, that Imam who followed the fiqh of Imam Shafi'i and then later on the Maliki's would come and perform there but there was peace and harmony there was no difficulty everyone was practicing the sunnah of nabi Alaihi Kareem <laughs> sallallahu wasallam. difficulty comes when we want to mix and match, mix and match when we become picky and we want to choose take out a few messiahs from the fiqh of Imam Malik and follow some things from the Hanafi fiqh and follow something from the Hanbali fiqh that is when difficulty becomes when you become independent of fiqh later on uh, Lama Samhawdi, alayhi says by the year 1303 Hijri Majority of the people that were there in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam followed the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa So much so that Ali bin Musa rahmatullah says that the biggest gathering in Masjid Nabi sallallahu was uh, of Ahnaf, and that is why an official Imam. Hanafi Imam was appointed in Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam until the year 1303 Hijri and that mihrab was for that Imam and the Hanafi people would come and perform their Salat there there was absolutely no problem no confusion at that time later on when the Saudi government came into power what had happened is that the official Fiqh of Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the official Fiqh of Masjid al Haram became the fiqh of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Rahmatullah Ali. So, majority of the imma of Saudi Arabia follow the fiqh of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Rahmatullah Ali, and that is also Jai. So, if you go for the month of Ramadan, and when you see a group of people coming out from the Masjid who don't join into the Salat or the system how the Imams pray their Salatul Vitr, uh, we should not point fingers Alhamdulillah, if brothers pray they can pray, and if brothers want to come out and if they are going to perform with the salat, with the Hanafi imam, with jamaat that is also ja'iz. but again to confirm your Messiah when you go there if you have an alim or a muftisab there with you, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah you can ask him and perform your salat, there's one individual here Masha'Allah, he he was a Hanafi and not mentioning no names and Alhamdulillah what he did was good also now Alhamdulillah he practices the fiqh of Imam Ahmed bin Haml I recently saw him in Salat because I know him uh, and I saw him that his postures of Salat were slightly different the majority of the people that come here we practice the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah and there is no problem and he, his postures in Salat were very different so very uh, kindly and in a respectable way I approached him and I said to him that I see you now that you are performing Salat in a different way I hope you have not become an ahl hadith <laughs> if you have become an ahl hadith then as one brother to another brother or as a friend to a friend uh, maybe we should discuss a few matters he said, no, Malana. when I went to Saudi Arabia, Alhamdulillah, I feel comfortable in this position. I have left the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, and I have taken on, on the fiqh of Imam Ahmed bin rahmatullah. I said to him, Alhamdulillah. I said to him, Alhamdulillah. The ulama have given jayis, that in your lifetime once, don't make it a habit, that for three months you become a Hanafi, and then for four months you become a Maliki, and then again for three months you become a Shafi'i. And this is mazak, this is sukhriya, this is not jaiz but if you are serious for some reason you feel comfortable for some reason your ruh pulls towards one fiqh it's like if you are if you have made bay'ah to one sheikh that is jaiz and, and you have only one sheikh and you are connected to him so in fiqh uh, you should accept one fiqh and he yeah. has become a hanabila alhamdulillah that is also very very good, but perhaps the most difficult fiqh to follow from all the fiqh, the most difficult fiqh, very hard. Imam Ahmad bin Hamdul rahmatullah is maslat is extremely difficult and the easiest fiqh, Allah gives give jizayi khair, is the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah. Subhanallah, Imam Azam and he was a Tabi, and majority of the people today in the world are the followers of imamah Abu Hanifa entire Turkey that is why that influence was there due to the ottoman empire entire Turkey is Ahnaf, pura Turkey and if ittifaq can come if ittifaq, if unity can come, it can come in Turkey so there is no intishar whatever their political problems may be no matter how secular the state may be but ittifaq can come, unity can come in Turkey because they believe in one fiqh only and ittifaq could have also come in Pakistan because majority of the people in Pakistan also believe in one fiqh and that is the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah But brothers this is the backbone anyone who lives fiqh that individual has dismantled subhanallah uh, like a skeleton in the body if there's no skeleton, no structure, you don't stand. Fiqah is the backbone. You take that out and you are nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq mm-hmm. that we follow one fiqh and these were great shayukh, great Allah wa So that mihrab is still there. Mihrab Hanafi. Mihrab Hanafi. So if anybody says that, oh, Imam Abu Hanifa alayhi, is this, or the fiqh of Imam Abu Hanifa is this You can point it out to them that in Masjid al sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, There is a mihrab which is known as mihrab e hanafi And this is in the books that have been printed in Saudi Arabia Not in India, not in Pakistan, but in Saudi Arabia So one mihrab is known as mihrab hanafi I remember when we were in Arbi Awal uh, in Darul Bari, our uh, um, Ustaz Mu'ana Khazla Haq the son of a great Sheikh Mu'ana Ismail Wadi sahab Mu'ana Khazla Haq sahab was an incredible man he was like an encyclopedia, Allah had blessed him with so much knowledge he spoke English, French, Arabic so many languages he knew SubhanAllah and he taught the Kitabs also. He was a very learned scholar, and we were at that time very young. And he said to us, "By, tell me, was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Radhiyallahu ta'ala an a Hanafi, Maliki, Shafi? <laughs> what was, what was Hazrat Omar Farooq? What do you think? What was Hazrat Omar Farooq, Radhiyallahu ta'ala How many people think that he was a Hanafi? Lift your hands up. How many people feel that Hazrat Omar Farooq was a Hanafi? None of you feel that he was a Hanasi? You think he was a <laughs> You are Umar, so you feel that? How many people feel that? <laughs> SubhanAllah! Hazrat Abu Bakr siddiq and Hazrat Omar Farooq uh, they did not need to follow, no one. Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa was not even there in their times. <laughs> Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa was there during the period of Hazrat a, Anas bin Malik So, in the time of Khulafai Rashid, in the time of Tabi'een there were a lot of shuyukh, a lot of fuqaha only later on after 200-300 years it became imperative for the Ummah to follow one fiqh and there were so many fuqaha but slowly, slowly the, 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 the system of fiqh shaped up into four branches shaped up into four branches. There was no five, four. Four khulafa, uh, four kitabs, nuzul, and four fuqaha. Another mihrab, which is in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is not visible now for the ummat is known as Mehrabe Fatima. Mehrabe Fatima. That is now in the inside section where the hujra of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is. The mu'arriqim say that this mihrab was done to indicate and locate the chamber, the room of Hazrat Fatima, radiyallahu ta'ala anha. These are the mihrabs that are in the Masjid of Nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi sallam. Behind mihrab of Tahajjud is another platform, a square platform, which is known as Maqam al-Sufa. Sufa in the Arabic language is known as an area where there is a lot of shade anyone who had no nowhere to go when they made hijrat from Makkah al-Mukarramah to Madinah al-Munawwarah they stayed in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa in that area where maqam as Sufa was and generally these were the poor Masaqeen the al Muhajireen like Hadrat Abu Hurairah Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu Ta'ala. And later on they became brilliant students of Nabi Kareem mm-hmm. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They became muhadis. Hadrat ibilal radiallahu ta'ala was also from Ashabi Sufa. It was the responsibility of Huzur alayhi salat wasalam to feed them, to clothe them and to look after them. Some of the Mu'arriqheen, the historians say that there were as many as six hundred to seven hundred Ashabi Sufa. I'm always in that platform. They say that 60 to, 60 to 70 Quran were there. Some of the ulama say that if anyone has difficulty in memorizing the Quran, if he goes there in Masjid an sallallahu alaihi and for as long as he is in Masjid an Nabi sallallahu alaihi he tries to get that place in that area of Maqam al Sufa and recites the Quran. InshaAllah, the barqat of that will be that he will become hafiz of the Quran. He will become hafiz of the Quran. And this, again, is a, is a na'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to who He likes. After the mihrabs of Muslim Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa we come on to the pillars of Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the famous pillar is known as ustuwana Mukhalaqah or another name given to it is ustuwana Hannana. and all the names are written on the top section of the pillar if you take time out and read it's very very visible and clearly written ustuwana Hannana or ustuwana Mukhalaqah Mukhalaqah was a, a, a special fragrance in Arabia and that fragrance was always put in that part where the pillar was, and that is why that pillar is known as Ustuwanay Muhalaka. This pillar is also known as Ustuwanay Hanana. Why? Because of the dead stem of day tree that was there. sallallahu Alaihi wasallam if his khutbah was long, Huzur alayhi salatu would lean on that day tree. sallallahu Alaihi wasallam would continue with his khutbah later on when the member was built for Huzur alaihi salatu was salam af sallallahu alaihi Wasallam sat on the member it is said and this is the muajizah of huzul alaihi salatu was salam that that dead stem day she started to cry af sallallahu alaihi Wasallam ne apna haath mubarak us per rakha jaysay maa apne bache ke upar haath rakti slowly slowly subhanallah it settled down some of the ulama say that that uh, stem of day tree is buried under the pillar and this pillar a lot of people miss out because it is exactly behind the mahram of (inaudible) 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 Nabi-e-Kareem absolutely behind the mahram of (inaudible) wasalam. some of the scholars say that this tree was taken away by one sahabi whose name was Hazrat Ubay bin Kaab he took it away for barakatam he took it away and we don't know what happened to it and some of the scholars say no it is underneath where the mihrab is and where the pillar is so this pillar is known as ustuwana mukhallaqah brothers who go there it is very very important that they try their utmost best to perform salah in front of any of the pillars in the main section of masjid nabawi sallallahu alaihi wasallam there are many pillars in masjid nabawi sallallahu alaihi wasallam but we are talking the pillars that are located inside the area which is known as Rauzatun Min Riyazil Jannah, that part of the area. The ulama say that if you perform your salat anywhere near the pillar, there is a possibility, no doubt, that Huzoor alayhi salat has stood there and Rabbi alayhi has performed salat there. Mm-hmm. And it is guaranteed that Sahaba al-Kiram ajma'in have stood there and performed salat. The ulama say that it was the habit of Sahaba ajma'een that whenever they came in the masjid, they would look for the pillar that was there and stand in front of it and would perform salah. Why? Because it's the best point of sutra. If anybody wanted to cross, they could do so very very easily, and they would stay there. And it was the because the salah was very very long, and if anybody wanted to pass by, they could do so. So ustubahna and mukhallaka is also there. Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alayhi was one question that, Hazrat, which is the best area in Masjid Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that you would select to perform salah? The best area? Mm-hmm. Riyazul Jannah You're not Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alayhi, are you? <laughs> Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alayhi was question. Imam Malik Rahmatullah Alayhi says that the out of farsala in the first self. anyway anywhere in the first self. and it, I have seen and a lot of people have also heard Marana Ismail Wadisab in Blackburn I don't know if brothers know him he's also the Khalifa of the late Mala Ghulam Habib Naqshbandi rahmatullahi alayh. it is said that when he went to Umrah a lot of people would see him all the time in his five times a day salah in masjid in the front self. And that is a mission. That is very very difficult. You can get one salah. But to get five salah in masjid sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in the front self, is very very difficult. And there have been a lot of people who say that, Mawlana Ismail waadi wala is always there performing his salah. SubhanAllah. Perhaps this is his karamat. He is a sahib karamat buzr. Imam Malik said that anywhere in the front, self. but if I had an opportunity to uh, to select an area to perform nawafil prayer, it would have been in the area where Ustwana and is. That area where that date tree, red stem of Khajur, the, the, of that date tree cried out, that is the area where I would. Uh, stand and read Salat Why? Because that is the area Where Huzur alayhi salatu Stood for his Salat So this is known as Ustuwana Mukhallada But it is located in such a situation That there is an entry next to it That people go in the front part Towards the front of And give Salat To Hz. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wasalam So nowadays it can be a bit difficult But if you come to the side You can perform your Salat There another pillar which is known as Ustuvanay Aisha Ek pillar inshallah Ustuvanay Aisha this pillar is also known before we go into Ustuvanay Aisha this Ustuvanay mukhallaqa this pillar has got three names Ustuvanay mukhallaqa Ustuvanay Hanana and Ustuvanay Mushaq it is said that Hajjaj had given a Qur'an as a hadiah uh, towards the Masjid, Masjid Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and that Qur'an was kept in that area in a case. But that Hajjaj was a great Hafiz of the Qur'an. Yet he was a great Zalim, but he was a master of the Qur'an, master of the Qur'an. He would even tell you how many qafs they are in the entire Qur'an. Even individual words of Qur'an, he had information of that. He had mastered the Qur'an. SubhanAllah. And some of the ulama have said it is Hajar bin Yusuf. And he has put the vowels, the, the zabar, zair, and Pesh and the Nuqat in the Qur'an that we read. Otherwise the Arabic language is without the arab that you see. There is no Zabr, there is no Pesh. It is just to facilitate. That is why when you look at the old version of the Qutubs in a Hadith you will not find Zabr Zed Pesh. There. You have to have mastered Nahwa uh, and Sarf to understand and to read the Arabic language. So that Mushaf was also there. Ustuwane Aisha, that pillar is known as Ustuwane Aisha, Ustuwane Quran, and also Ustuwane Muhajirin. The muhajireen, the companions from makkah al mukarramah that came they would sit in front of this pillar and make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This area is known as ustwana Quran. qura qura When you put paper uh, with names there and one has to choose a paper chithi uh, or Quran, which is known in the English language as uh, lot casting Lot casting. Paper ko nikalna. Lot casting. Samzhiya? Qur'an, this kya kya Qur'an English me machine? Huh? Drawing lots. Yeah. Drawing. Drawing lots. Okay. Drawing lots. And the word lot, that comes out from lottery? Possibly. Drawing lots. So if they would write the names, and if anybody's name came out he had an opportunity to read salat there Abu alaihi said to hazrat aisha that in my masjid there is one spot that is so precious and so blessed that if i give you the fazilat of it all the people would queue up there to perform the nawafil prayer and that you would have to do qura drawing lots write your name on a piece of paper and whose ever name came out he would have an opportunity, his turn would come to read salat there A'a sallallahu alayhi Wasallam did not reveal that area to anyone except to Hazrat Amen. A'isha radiallahu ta'ala Allah Allahu Akbar. that is why one day a group of muhajireen went to Hazrat A'isha radiallahu ta'ala anha with this mission that today we will ask her that where is this area in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam and hopefully she will tell us. So a group of the companions were with Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and they were asking her question and one of the question was that Huzoor alayhi salatu wasalam has said about that one spot in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam. if you can tell us where this area is Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha refused. I am not going to say anything to you but the plan was a, a, a great plan in the group of the companions that were there the nephew of Hadrati Aisha was also there Hadrati Abdullah bin Zubair ta'ala. and he was very close to Hazrat Aisha ta'ala. so the companion said to him that look we will go you stay behind and you sit with Aisha r.a. and slowly convince her that she should tell us So all the muhajirin went away and they were hiding behind the pillar <laughs> And there's the Abdullah bin Zubair is there, forcing and persuading Amma Aisha r.a. ta'ala. if you tell us Why are you depriving us? Tell us where this area is subhanAllah and I'm sure that Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha The mother of this ummah Is a lady who would have informed But this is the hikma. At that time she didn't Perhaps she was aware of the situation And she said to Hazrat Abdullah ibn Zubair Come close to me And she said something in the ear of Hazrat eh, Abdullah ibn Zubair ta'ala And all this is being witnessed by the companion Subhanallah Hazrat Abdullah ibn Zubair had said to them that if she tells me i will quietly come out of the masjid and perform my salat there <laughs> and this information was given to hazrat A, abdullah bin zubair huzur alihi salatu was salam said to hazrat A, aisha and aisha said it to hazrat A, abdullah bin zubair and hazrat abdullah bin zubair gave this information to the entire ummah allah gave him give him the khair Amen. and he stood up and he prayed in that exact area that exact spot which Hazrat Aisha indicated to him and that is why the pillar is there and it, that pillar is named after Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha which is known as Ustuvana Aisha. The companions, the Muhajibin at the back saw exactly that spot where Hazrat Abdullah bin Zubair was performing his salah. It is said that after that there was a rush. All the companions would want to perform this salah. The, all the companions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give the khair to sahaba e kiram Ajma'een Allah give us the tawfeeq That we make amal on the sunnah And the seed of Nabi-i Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah give us the opportunity That we make ziyarat of masjid e Nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give us death in the condition of iman Wa akhiru da'wana. And hamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyina wa maulana, Muhammadin ibn umi wa la alihi wa salim baslimah. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kuna mina zalimin. Allahumma inna na saluk alafwa wa la fi dunya wa la Allahumma inna na saluka min seyyidima sa ala ka minhu na abduka, Muhammad ibn Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wala uzubi ka min shari masta'a ka minhu na abduka, Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa uzubi ka minshari masta'a'a ala 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 برحمتك يا رحم